Hi, welcome back to Agent Insider. I'm Andy, and I have a guest here with me today, Stacy. Stacy, thanks so much for taking time out of your day and coming to visit with us. Of course, yes. Thanks for having me. I'm a super excited to chat with you. We've been doing uh, a a little bit about uh, life insurance and talking about the different types of life insurance, and and uh, we've had like several different sessions on that. And you were kind enough to 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 um, let me rope you into <laughs> coming and chat with me because you have some experience with it. And yep. a lot of times people, uh, oftentimes people feel like with all types of insurance, if we're honest, they feel like I'm just wasting money. Like, what is the point of this? Um, I get that with car insurance all the time. People yeah. pay, say that with their a quick segue story on, on home insurance. I had a friend of mine who was an agent for like 40 years and he had a customer came to his office and he's like, I've been paying you stinking, you know, 500 bucks a year for 30 years. And I paid my mortgage off today. I canceled my insurance. Yeah. And the agent was like, well, man, like you have so much more risk now because you own it. That's great. Congratulations. Yeah. But don't cancel your insurance. And uh, he couldn't talk the guy out of it. And so he canceled it a week later. The guy's house burned down. Mm -hmm. You're like, no. yeah. So, so like, but that's how people feel. Right. Um, so for yourself, like, for years, I'm sure uh, you had some thoughts about that with life insurance. How did life insurance feel to you for a long time? So I didn't actually have life insurance. Uh, we had a, we get a small one where I work. Um, right. And I didn't really think much of it, honestly. It's like, uh, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you're like, I don't really have much, so it's fine. You know? Right. But I mean, I do have it you know, now a 14 year old to think about. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't really think much of it before. So y you were married, um, mm -hmm. your husband had life insurance. Correct. Yeah. And he had just went out and did that on his own without, you didn't have any input into that. Correct. Yep. So he was a truck driver, um, not really like a retirement plan, um, no medical insurance out of that, but, um, he always kind of planned ahead, uh, especially once we got together, uh, we were together for eight years. And as far as I know, for a while, like since we were together, he had life insurance, probably since I moved in with him okay. and got life insurance. Um, yeah, I mean, I knew he had life in a life insurance policy. I didn't really know like too many of the details on it. Um, it was kind of more his thing. So it was just something you're like, yeah, whatever, do what you want. Yeah. To do. Yeah. Mike, okay. Sounds good. So then we fast forward a little bit. You guys are together for eight years. Yep. Um, and then a tragedy happens. Correct. Yeah. So in 2021, um, my husband got sick with COVID uh, right before Thanksgiving. Um, and then exactly a month later, Christmas morning passed away. Oh, man. And yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I it was fast. Yeah. You know, we there wasn't a lot of planning, a lot of, you know, we had just gotten married four months beforehand, so in August. And yeah, I mean, unfortunately, there is no age limit for death, so. No, no. I think that's uh, that's a hard thing, right? Because we always feel like we have forever. Yeah. Right? Like we feel immortal. And um, I was talking to a friend of mine who uh, he had a a major heart attack and they had to wheel them in and do like, you know, like a, a double bypass or something like that and put in stints yeah. and all kinds of stuff. 
And he said it was kind of surreal because as he's being wheeled into the operating room and the nurses, he hears the nurses talking around him. He's like, the nurses are talking like I'm dead already. Yeah. And he's like, and I'm thinking here sitting, I'm laying here on the, on the, on the bed thinking like, I don't feel like I'm dying. Yeah. But, uh, it, it, it because just inside of us, we don't feel that. We feel like we're going to live forever. Yeah. I mean, Ryan was uh, 42. I mean, j- passed oh. away just before his 43rd birthday. And oh, it's my age. Yeah. I mean, I mean, relatively healthy. I mean, just yeah. had asthma since he was young. And, you know, that was kind of developing a little bit more um, into the next stages of like emphysema. But as far as everything else goes, I mean, we had no other issues. Right. So you just don't think like. Yeah. So, so and then all of a sudden, like it just happens. Uh, yeah. Thanksgiving, you get sick. Christmas, he's gone. Yep. Um, a whirlwind and the carpet gets ripped out from under you. Yeah. And you always think it's not going to happen to you. And then it does. You know, I have other friends that have lost husbands, you know, somewhat close to my age. And you just think, well, I already know someone who's lost a husband. So. Right. Or a wife or, you know, right. you're like, it's not going to happen to me. We're fine. Right. Everything's fine. So in that, right. So, so he had already planned and had some life insurance set aside, which, which is funny because usually, um, not funny, ironic, usually when I'm dealing with people in life insurance, <laughs> it's usually the wife is like bringing her husband by the ear into my office and making him sit down. We're going to get something on you. And, and here he had just taken that initiative on oh. his own and gotten it. Now, and this is something I always tell people, um, life insurance doesn't change the fact that you lost someone. No, no, um, it sure doesn't. I mean, but I also work for a bank too. And when a spouse comes in, some of the first things they worry about is finances. Mm-hmm. You're on your own. You don't have that second income. When you have kids, it's a whole different story. And- it is one and whether you're 80 or 30 or whatever age finances are one of the first things that you do think about right when you're on your own right because everything is on your shoulders now right and it's and it can be weighty oh yeah and and you know his income was our our primary income you know i don't even make a quarter of what he brought in yeah you know and so without life insurance i would have had to sell the house, sell everything I own, basically. And, you know, with the rates these days, move back in with my parents. Right. I mean, with it, I mean, my son was 11 at the time. And, um, yeah, we would have not only lost a husband and a father, we would have lost our, everything we knew. Yeah. Yeah, th- th- that's devastation that that has. I don't think people necessarily recognize that right like to be to have to go not only my grieving yeah but now i'm selling my house um i'm selling everything i have and i'm downsizing moving in with somebody or or something because i can't afford to live unfortunately um bill collectors don't care that you're going through loss no they don't no and you know there was a lot of places i had to call for things and most of the time people were you know pretty understanding and like helpful but yeah I mean there are those people that they want to get paid and they they are owed and so you know and my husband was a private truck driver and 
you know, there were there were a lot of bills coming in both on the business side and on our personal side. Yeah. My my mom had the same thing. My dad was a truck driver. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, growing up, I, he he was on the road all the time. Sometimes I'd go with him. And uh, when he passed away, it was he had, he was just getting out of the business uh, and trying to retire. And then he passed away. And it's the same thing. So I know what you're talking about. Like yeah. those people are calling. They're like, hey, you owe this money. This fuel card has to get paid. Yep. And, um, you know, they'll be, be sympathetic. Like they're they're humans. But at the end of the day, like there's an account that has to be settled. Sure. Yeah. And um, they're going to try to settle that account. Yeah. And they're going to want it. Yeah. Sooner rather than later. Yeah. And so so that's difficult. And I, I, I think one of the ways to put it, like sometimes I, t- I try to express to people is, Really, what the life insurance does is it first it buys you the ability to grieve. Yes, a hundred percent. When you don't have those finances hanging over your head, all you get to think about is the person you lost, and right. that's huge. When I don't, I mean, we didn't have a lot of debt. Uh, we kind of did the Dave Ramsey thing for a little while, and and so when he was sick, and we weren't sure what the outcome was going to be. You know, a lot of people came up and said, if you need money, you come to me. If you, you know, should we start a GoFundMe? And it was like, no, we'll be okay. Like, I'll be okay till February. And then after that, right. like, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, But yeah, I mean, even after then, once Ryan passed away, th- some of the first things that people would ask me are, how are you doing financially? Are you going to be okay financially? Can you keep, can you afford to keep the house financially? You know, it. That was like some of the, how are you doing? How's finances? Yeah. You know, and what can we do for you? Yeah. And like my first response, you know, because Ryan was such a provider and always thought about Kale and I first was, you know, I don't need to worry about finances because he always would make sure that Kale and I were going to be okay. Wow. Whether he was here or not. And I think that you know, it was some, it was like a proud wife thing to oh, be able to say sure. too. Is like my husband is gone now. He's been gone just over two years, and he is still financially providing for Kale and I. Wow, that's a powerful thing when you think about that. Huge. You know, you know, as a guy, like we, I might get hate for this. I don't know, but I'm just gonna be like <laughs> a little traditional here. No, you know, as a guy, I feel that weight to take care of my family. Yes. Like I want my wife to be taken care of. I want my kids to be taken yeah. care of. I work hard so they are taken care of. Yeah. And what an amazing and powerful legacy to leave to say, even when I'm not there, mm-hmm. you're still taken care of. Yeah. And it like finances, I mean, like, yeah, sure, money's going to run out, but I don't have to think about that right now. Yeah. I can enjoy like being a mom, which is a struggle on its own. You know, I was a single mom before. Then I met Ryan and he stepped right in and now I'm back to being a single mom again. And it's hard. I mean, kids are expensive. Um, Mortgage is expensive. And then it's all those little things, you know, the internet, the cell phones, the vehicles, the car insurance, the homeowners insurance. I mean, our property taxes are insane, you know, so there's so many things to factor in on that. And there's no way I could do that on my own without him thinking ahead and being prepared. Yeah. So now kind of in that retrospect, 
in the beginning you were like, yeah, whatever, life insurance, right? Like yeah. Ryan did it. He's like, yeah, whatever you want to do, that's fine, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> You're yep. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now in retrospect, you see that probably a little bit different. Yep. And one of the first things that, you know, in those first months you're, you're, you know, having meetings with different people and setting things up and, you know, life insurance for me now was one of those things that was set up shortly after, you know, because, you know, Kale is only 14 right now. And so if something happens to me, which it can, yeah, you know, and then, and then I want to make sure whoever has responsibility of Khalil till he's 18 or even longer, they are financially stable enough to take him on. Right. And you don't want the finances to be the problem. No, I don't. I mean, because it was not a burden for me and I don't want to have it be a burden to the next person. Yeah. Yeah. There is so much that goes through. If anyone's lost somebody, right? Like, you know how many things you have to deal with, how many, yeah. how many appointments you have to have. And it's a, it's exhausting. Yes. Um, and you're just like, at the end of the day, you're just collapse. But to to add to that burden of the finances is just makes it that much worse when you're trying to plan a funeral and you're having to think like, I got, you know, $5,000 in my bank account. What can we afford? Yeah. Right. Like that's such a different feeling than I want to grieve and I want to honor this person in a way that I feel is, is good and right. Yeah. Um, and I have the resources to do that. Um, such a different feeling. Yeah. Um, yep. And I, I mean, like with the life insurance, I would say, I mean, it was fairly quickly to like, you know, once, and we live in a small town, you know, word of mouth kind of gets out and, and, you know, our life insurance lady actually called me and said, Hey, we heard Ryan passed away. You know, yeah. we started the paperwork, you know, come, you know, come in when you can and we'll, we'll get it going. And I think within a few months I had all the funds and, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. You know, I, the big evil insurance companies, <laughs> right, for the most part, are actually not that evil. <laughs> and, no. And, you know, as long as you have good people working on your behalf. Yeah. And and I that that's a great example. I always tell people you really need to work with somebody local. Yes. Because, like, examples like that, right, it is different when somebody in the community knows who you are. Yeah. And they know that you are going through something and they can reach out. They can help walk through that process with you. Yeah versus um, you're calling an 800 number yeah. and waiting on hold for 20 minutes yep. to get somebody and who knows, hopefully someone that speaks your language, but maybe not. Yeah. And trying to go through it all over the phone and via email is so much harder. Yeah. Um, take that off. I, I, I tell people that it's like, you know what, if you want to cut, this is one of the things to say, if you want to cut corners on your car insurance and your home insurance, I don't recommend it. But if you do, right, if you're going to cut corners on insurance, cut it on there because if you wreck your car or or you get sued, you and your wife or you and your husband are going to get through it together. Yep. But don't cut corners on life insurance because if you end up with an insurance company um, that is a pain in the neck, your grieving spouse is the one who has to deal with that. Yeah. Yep. And there are a lot of I mean there's a lot of different options for life insurance whether it's the amount of money or the term or whole life or you know whatever there's a lot of factors that go into it and when you can sit down with somebody and 
and face-to-face talk to them about, okay, what does this mean? What does this look like? What are they going to get at the end of the day? You know, is there taxes? Is there, you know, all of these things factor into that. So when you're sitting face-to-face with somebody, you understand it way more than when you call on the phone and you do something yeah, without that human interaction. Right. There's so many things to think about, right? Yeah. It is not a one-size-fits-all. It's not like you buy one... Th- Everyone should buy the exact same policy. There's lots of different options and you really need to think about that situation. What is what is your need? What yeah. what is your family dynamic? What does that look like? Yeah. And then that helps. It sounds like, you know, Ryan took the time to do that. Yeah. 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 I mean, there are so many things to factor into just, you know, what is what would it take to pay off your your house? What does property taxes for the next five years look like? What kind of debt do we have right now? factor in how many kids you have i mean there's so many different options on like you know price ranges and stuff i would i mean my main thing was like i didn't want to lose the house yeah i just didn't want to lose the house and so the fact that i was able to keep the house was just the biggest weight lifted off of me and so that is my main thing like if anything do enough to pay off your house and have like five years of property taxes like, which the like, property tax is a good point yeah i mean people just don't think about it right yeah. it comes out of your escrow people you know it's not normally like a separate bill the bank usually pays that with you know with your mortgage payment or whatnot yeah. but those are all things that you need to think about because once your home is paid off you still have to pay for mortgage insurance right still have to pay those property taxes right and so i mean that's huge yeah, no, it totally is, totally is. Yeah, the property taxes is something that people don't, you forget about that because yeah. you're just thinking about, well, if my mortgage goes away, so does my monthly payment. Well, mm-hmm. not exactly. You still have property taxes and insurance yep. and that can be expensive. Um, yes, yeah. So you got to make sure that you have money set aside for that. And the, and the house really is a big thing and, and I don't, you know, people may not realize it until you're in that moment, but you said, like you said there, I really want to make sure I keep my house because that's your home. Yep. And I think that's part of that process. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, living where Ryan was at last, it's the fact that I didn't have to completely walk away from that and feeling like I just lost my husband and I lost the last place he was, our home together, and like having to uproot Khalil to a whole nother place. Um, You know, just not having to deal with that, I was able to just grieve him. Right. That's, that's really cool because I think being able to go through that process of grief, um, is it's, it's so important for healing and it's important to be able to move on as a whole person. You, you can't rush it. Um, uh, there was, uh, we went through some loss in our family, my dad and my sister, and somebody gave us a book, it's called, uh, making tear soup. And, uh, it was, it was a really cool book. Um, to read through and read through it with my kids and, and just understanding that it's a process and you can't yeah. rush it. No. I mean, I'm two years in and I still have days where, yeah, you know, I see his boots sitting by the front door and I lose it. Right. You know, um, I, I think it's something that will, I, it just never will go away. But no. the fact that I can do it in our home, in our space. Right. Ugh. It, I can't even express like how much it means to me that I got to be in the house. I got to stay in our home. 
Yeah, that is so cool. That's a powerful legacy that Ryan got to leave behind, that he's taking care of you and Cleo, even though he's not here. And he's giving you the tools to grieve his loss yep. when he's when he's gone ahead of, uh, of you. So I think that's that's, that's such a like I don't know like yeah. I'm, I'm like I didn't I didn't even know him, but now <laughs> yeah. like, now I'm like oh, man I love that guy. What an awesome what yeah. an awesome dude to be. Not because you forced him to, but just because he loved you, cared about you, and he's yeah. like, this is what I'm going to do. Um, I think it's, it's I don't know I, I I didn't know your whole story. Was, we were we were sitting preparing to sit yeah. down. And um, I, I did, it just kind of takes you back a little bit to think about that because I think it is it is so impactful. Um, people, there's so many people that walk around not having dealt with trauma, not having dealt with grief because they couldn't. Yeah. Because they weren't allowed the space to do it. Mm-hmm. And so being able to give that as a gift to somebody, it really is that, that tr- it's really, a, it's truly a selfish and and loving thing to do. Yeah. Because it doesn't benefit you when you're gone. Right. Um, it, but it benefits the people you care about. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, it was, it's such a proud wife moment. Like when Ryan's friends are coming up or Ryan's boss is coming up and saying, what can we do financially? How can we fi- help you financially? And you get to be like, no. <laughs> You don't need to because yeah. Ryan. Ryan's got it. We were always his first priority. Yeah. And and now everybody knows that. Yeah. Everybody sees the kind of man he was to make sure that his family would always be taken care of whether he was here or not. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, as we kind of wrap up, uh, my new favorite thing to ask people, and I don't <laughs> warn anybody, everyone's like, oh, man. Oh. My, 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 new, my new favorite thing to ask people is, and it doesn't have to be related to what we were talking about even. Yeah. But what is something you would want, Cleo, your son, or your, your great, one day your grandchildren, what's something that you would say, here's a life lesson that I've picked up over the years that I would, that you would want to impart to them? Like you would say, this is, this is the thing you, if I could just get one thing into you as if when you're talking to a 14 year old, right? That's always a challenge. If I get one thing into you. What is it that you would want him to take away, your son to take away, or your grandchildren? Shoot. Um, That's a common response. (laughs) Dang it. I would say it's more of a verse. Um, Okay. Just, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who gives me strength. It's such a good one. It's easy, and it just tells you flat out, I can do anything. Yeah. As long as I know God and and know that God is going to get me through whatever. Yeah, I think that's great. A, that's, that's probably my biggest. That's a great. That's a great life verse right there. I can yeah. do all things through Christ who strengthens me because yeah. it is um, in ourselves. We have limitations. We run into the. We run to the end of our rope. Yeah. There's times and there's days where you're like, I don't know if I can go on. Yeah. But to be reminded of that, hey, I can do everything. I yeah. can do all things in Christ. Yeah. Is is powerful. So I think that's a, that's a great. That's a great yeah. thing. That's a great thing to leave with him. So. Yeah, that was one of his first verses that he ever learned, and uh, yeah, Philippians four thirteen. Uh, thanks. So. I didn't know. I couldn't remember. <laughs> I knew it was in Philippians, yeah. and I just, but I was just reading. I was listening to Philippians yeah. uh, this last week, and so I couldn't remember which one it was. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I read that. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. That's probably just. I mean, that it it can be a staple in anything, anything you do, whether it's yeah. grief or you know, financially or, I mean, he is always going to be there. Absolutely. So. 
absolutely. All right. So a couple of key takeaways. I'm just going to like wrap us um, is so the life insurance, something people don't always pay attention to, but it sure changes the way that you're able to grieve or work through loss. Um, and then you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Um, kind of the two big key, key takeaways I'd say from our conversation. So yeah. Stacy, thank you so much for joining me. Appreciate you taking the time. And uh, thank you all for tuning in. And if you have questions that so you want to email me, our email address again is theagentinsider at gmail.com. Thanks so much. And we will talk to you soon. Thank you.